0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 186 of the Layover Live podcast. I'm Jason Swick, VP of Strategy and Insights at Simpleview. On this episode of the Layover Live, Sandy Jordan stops by to talk about telling your destination story. Sandy and I discuss why it's important to tell your story, ways the DMOs can do that through blogs and social platforms like TikTok, and even how you can determine the effectiveness of all of these content marketing efforts. Hope you enjoy Each week, the smartest and brightest destination marketers from all over the world talk about the latest trends, happenings, and challenges that affect the travel and tourism industry today. Digital marketing executives, CMOs, and leaders from DMOs of all shapes and sizes share their insights and stories to help you become the best marketer you can be. This is The Layover Live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 186 of The Layover Live. I'm Jason Swick, VP of Strategy and Insights, and thank you once again for taking time out of your busy schedules to join us today. We really do appreciate it. Now, we're talking storytelling, and who does not like a good story? Now, as a destination marketer, we often find success when we create content that resonates with travelers at some emotional level. I mean, think of past campaigns like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, where Vegas connects with our inner desire to just let it go and have a good time without fear of being judged. And it's not just with campaign slogans as good storytelling-based marketing campaigns like Vegas's evoke that feeling which then leads to increased engagement and brand loyalty and hopefully a booking or vacation to your destination. Now here to talk about content and storytelling is my dear friend, Sandy Jordan. So Sandy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's been a minute. It has been a little bit, but you know, I'm thinking back to like, Um, summit Sandy which was not too long ago and I was um, checking out your session which I really really enjoyed which was how content journeys lead to like actual journeys and you had some really good examples and we'll get into some of those a little bit but it really talks about this importance of really a destination telling their story and so let's just you know jump right into it I think as you know as DMOs out there start to think about you know developing their content journeys for their audience and, and and they start to build out you know why is it important then for a DMO to really tell their story.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, high high quality content or the, the storytelling little copy part, it, it's not just great for SEO, which of course it is, but having that that useful information that conveys a story um, and is presented contextually in a relevant manner, it's the most critical element to a travel brand's success. And it's the whys are kind of wrapped up in three categories. And, and it starts essentially with connecting with the audience, which is the most important thing that your brand can do. You need that ongoing conversation with your audience in order to build those champions. And then those champions become your storytellers and they're sharing their experiences and it just makes your job that much easier. Um, But you have to connect with your audience in an authentic way so that that next factor of course is, is authenticity. So making sure that your uniqueness is shining through in these stories. You're not just checking a box and writing content just so content gets written or videos get produced. It's all a part of a mission to show the world your authentic self. Um, and you know, one great example of a, of a travel brand that's really hit authentic, authenticity hard with their new brand um, is uh, what, you, the, what was previously San Mateo County, Silicon Valley. Convention and Visitor Bureau, which is a mouthful. I know. And one of the things that we first looked at when we started working with them uh, was the name, because even as an acronym, all of those letters just turn into, you know, vegetable soup or or alphabet soup. It's hard (laughs) to like figure out exactly where they are. Um, Just hearing the name didn't give a sense of place. Uh, And when we started diving into the research and seeing that a lot of people, call that area San Francisco Peninsula. And it just made a whole lot of sense. Let's go with the authentic name of that area based on the people who were there who know the area based on what they call it. So it became a very important part of their branding and their identity to embrace their basic name. So we rolled them into uh, this new era of the San Francisco Peninsula. Their their site is live uh, today, so you guys can check that out. Um, And they've just been doing a wonderful job of really capturing in in photo, in video, as well as in copy on their website, what it means to visit the San Francisco Peninsula um, and embracing all parts uh, of their culture. Um, Another good example of authenticity, um, you can see very clearly in an example uh, video from uh, the Thailand Tourism Authority. Um, And the video is called I Hate Thailand. Um, And it's just a couple minutes long. Uh, If you uh, do just a a quick YouTube search uh, for I Hate Thailand, it'll pop right up for you. Um, But it's such a great story um, and extremely authentic to the experience that you have when you visit Thailand. And actually, the guy's pretty upset through like half of the video. Um, You know, he lost his wallet. He lost his bag. He doesn't speak the language. He's having just a miserable time. And then he starts to embrace the experience of being there and how warm and open the people are there. And everybody started pitching in to, you know, give him a place to charge his phone. He got some food, he got to hang out with with the locals. And by the end of the video, he finds his bag and then decides, you know what? I love this place so much, I'm never leaving. And he moves there, (laughs) which is extreme, right? We're not trying to get (laughs) people to move to our destinations, Mm -hmm. but it's a really great example of how, you can be upfront and honest, Um, you know, in that particular piece of marketing, they weren't saying that you're going to get the glitz and glamor, you know, of like a New York city. Um, You know, you're not going to see, you know, mountain ranges and, and snow peak valleys. And, you know, you're not going to have a skiing experience there. They're not faking the experience at all. It is very rustic and they are very bold and upfront about the experience you're going to have there, but it really, Warms your heart to see that story, and you can see yourself having that true experience. So being authentic is the number one way you're going to connect with that audience. And then the third factor, of course, is brand awareness. So when somebody navigates to your site they're seeing the colors and the textures that actually exist in your destination. You are making a representation of what it's like to be in the destination, not just in the template, not just in the copy, but with video and with the communication that you have going back and forth with your audience. And that spreads deep into into social and into your email marketing programs. And it should be the driving force for your entire marketing plan.
0: Yeah, Sandy, I, I love that, right? Talking about connecting with your audience. Um, I think that's, that's ultra important. More important, which you touched on, was authenticity. I think the Thailand video was really good because they told the story. They owned who they were. They were not trying to pretend to be something else. But you want to talk about an emotional driver in that. you could The way it was written, you could really make that emotional connection of how the person's feeling. Like frustrating, right? You go to a place and you lose something of a greater importance and you, just everyone could feel that frustration. Uh, when, you, yeah. when, when we were talking about that at, at Summit and, and you shared this video the first time and then talking about the, the feelings of coming out of it and how you started to connect with the locals. It was such an emotional video that was put together in such a short period of time. So I love that connecting with the audience, that authenticity, which then builds that awareness. Just own who you are, right. you know, I exactly. think is, is something that's really important. So let's get into then um, the content itself, right? Yeah. And yeah. And thinking about, you know, ways that DMOs can do this, because content is, you know, is just uh, such an ambiguous word and it means lots of different yeah. things. So let's pull that out of the sky a little bit and maybe talk about some ways that DMOs can do that. Maybe you could just share some sure. some things that, that that you've seen of yeah. late that are successful.
1: I mean, it's so cliche, right? But, but content is king, content is everything. You could have, right. you know, the most beautiful template on the most sophisticated CMS, but if you don't have the content there to support it, the whole system falls apart, right? So um, still tried and true, and I know we've been hammering this since, since I started in this industry a decade ago, um, blogs, blogs really still do a lot to influence and fulfill those, those micro touches that you need for your audience to give them the sense of place and to get them excited about visiting a destination. What's great about blogs is that you can make them very specific to a key point, a factor that you're trying to drive. Maybe you've got some KPIs around um, a certain segment uh, in your uh, member partner group. Uh, Maybe you're you're very focused on restaurant week. Instead of cluttering up your sitemap, with additional initiatives, you build those into your blog because a a blog page can stand just as strong as any of your top level pages. And it facilitates a a place to tell that story in a very unique way, in a very specific place. So blogs still are king. I encourage everyone to continue writing them, finding someone who um, has the talent to write about a true experience is gonna be very important. And blogs are gonna talk again about very specific topics. Um, The next step from that, and I think what the most exciting uh, direction that DMOs are going in today um, is with short form video uh, through TikTok and Instagram reels. Um, There is an article uh, by TechCrunch who talks about uh, how uh, these Google execs were sharing that Instagram and TikTok are eating into their core products, their core products being search, Google search and and maps. Almost 40% of Gen Zers are relying on TikTok and IG searches rather than Google. That is huge. And when we think about like the origins of marketing, and how it started with, you know, snake oil salesmen, and people going door to door, you know, it was really about the excitement of the moment. And you'd ne- you didn't necessarily need to trust the source. You know, it was just exciting to have somebody trying to sell you something because it was new. And then consumers started catching on to that. And they said, hey, we need some, some proof of, <laughs> of life here. We need to know that, you know, you're not just selling me snake oil. And then we started moving more into endorsement. So we had celebrity endorsement, and then we had cartoons that were, you know, getting people excited about particular brands and products. Think of like Tony the Tiger, this this idea that we need somebody who we admire to tell us the story. Mm -hmm. From there, we started moving more into the bandwagon effect, right? Because consumers catch on. Once something becomes a, a, a... a strategy that is repeated over and over again, consumers start to realize that. From there, we started moving into looking at more reviews. We wanted to hear word of mouth. We wanted to hear people talking about the product that they're using because we didn't trust the marketing team that was telling us about it. People are starting to catch on to that as well because of course, it is very easy to fake a review and consumers know that. So now we're moving into seeing more of a visual proof of life from people that have no skin in the game. They're just having fun creating videos on TikTok. So a lot of younger consumers would prefer to do a quick search on TikTok to see what kind of videos are being made about that particular restaurant or that particular attraction, because the experience there was so great that somebody got excited and created Uh, shot and edited and created a 30-second video to share their experience. And that now speaks to true authenticity. And it, it, it doesn't look like there's a marketing team behind them telling that story. And that's why it's become so wildly popular but younger generations, they're definitely leaning towards that short form video. They take in information very quickly. Their attention spans are are much shorter. Um, And I think that trend is going to continue. So making sure that you've got some sort of short form video strategy in your marketing plan is going to become more and more critical.
0: Yeah. Good, good stuff there, Sandy. I think You know, um, you talked about, uh, you know, in the first question, you talked about authenticity. I think TikTok's a great way to be authentic and you touched on that really, really well. I think, you know, it's becoming such a great source to be able to really address how the user behavior has changed, right? Mobile has changed that, you know, people now are uh, impatient, right? And they want things now, now, now. and They want it also personalized, right? And we're living more online than we ever have before with this acceleration of digital transformation and all these other things that are happening in the space. You know, I think about, even when I go to like a new destination now, oftentimes, um, you know, if I'm with my wife, she'll she'll actually use TikTok as a way to search new restaurants and things of that nature, because it is such a good source for those kind of things. And it's authentic. Oh, it's- and the and, experience
1: doesn't have to end specifically, you know, on TikTok itself. We can pull in some of that short form video in in many different ways onto the website, um, which is great for expanding that footprint. We don't want to just target one particular audience, um, but, you know, repurposing content then becomes important as as, uh, we get into creating stronger and more demanding content plans. We're going to have to find ways to repurpose that content. Um, CrowdRiff has a really great feature um, where they they feature reels uh, in the, the form of their local hood stories, and they live directly directly, you know, on the site, uh, which makes them both evergreen and and easy to access. You don't have to be on a particular platform. You can pick it up in your your IG feed, or you can pick it up on the website as well. Um, So Visit Temecula has a top 10 things to do page. And that is a really great example uh, of using those IG reels to bolster the story that you're
0: telling um, on your site. Yeah, I love that. So we've talked about creating the content, right? Connecting with that audience, being authentic, doing that. We now talked about some additional areas that are that are working really really well uh, around blogs which i think always do well right because um, we get a little bit more freedom with blogs a little bit right outside of our brand allows us to expand or bring guest writers in things of that nature TikTok's another way so now we've got ways to amplify that message let's talk about measuring the effectiveness now of those content marketing efforts can you share some ways uh, of doing that i know that's that's top of mind for a lot of dmos is really helping to prove the value of those marketing efforts and making sure that that what they're doing is is resonating and leading to driving demand to their generation or to their uh, destinations rather. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Absolutely. You know, what what's tried and true and will never go away is just traditional web analytics. Right. So being able to uh, use filters to make a connection between particular content topics and the conversions that are happening from the users that are consuming those topics, that, that will always be one of the strongest ways to determine the effectiveness of the content. And then, of course, overall, you're looking at things like, Uh, engagement, so time on site, um, how many pages someone is looking at, um, and then how often they're coming back to the site. So those metrics will will always stay tried and true. Um, But as we get into more short form video, looking at um, TikTok analytics, for example, um, the the platform itself will allow you to see your follower growth, um, your video views, how many profile views, likes, shares, and comments. Now, it's important to note that you're only gonna get 60 days of uh, analytics from that platform. So you're going to need to push that into a Sprout Social or something similar in order to retain all of that data. But it gives you a lot of insight into who's viewing your content um, and how they're responding to it. Um, and of course, having that consistent communication with your audience via your social channels is one of the easiest ways to get sentiment. Sure, there are a lot of companies out there um, that will have, have some sophisticated algorithms that can really dive in deep and do a study of your brand sentiment online. Um, but one of the fastest and easiest ways is to do it yourself and have that communication through your social channels with your audience. You want people talking about the destination. And I understand that that also feeds for negative comments. Um, because once you start having that conversation, you have to be ready to take those negative comments as well. Um, you know, But we just talked about a video, uh, I Hate Thailand, <laughs> where half this video was about how awful this place was and how he's never coming back again. And he was able to turn that, that story um, into something very positive that was very, very successful in bringing interest to the destination. So we have to embrace the good with the bad, encourage the conversation, and have that open dialogue with your audience. It's the fastest way to understand sentiment. Um, And then, of course, things like testing. um, A-B testing will always be a critical element to figuring out is my content plan successful? Um, And that's doing things like uh, making dynamic changes to pieces of content to see what's gonna be more effective with your particular audience. And that can change, it can change over time and it can change over micro segments of your audience as well. Um, You might have maybe an older generation of your audience that that is not really gonna get into short form video, which means that you're, you're going to need a blog version of the video that you're posting to engage both types of audiences that might be interested in the same thing, but they're consuming that
0: content in different ways. Yeah. Even different ways, or even just different stages of their path. Of their journey. Absolutely. Where they are in the funnel. You got it totally. Right. Because we're kind of looking for that quick demand or d- inspiration. Um, certainly, TikTok's great for that. When we start to pull things back and start to co- to consider a destination more, the blog certainly makes sense in that case, or or longer form content. All really good examples and good advice there, Sandy. So, so yeah. tying that all back together, um, let's talk about advice then. You know, what other advice do you have in wrapping this up for DMOs uh, to 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 really help improve their content marketing efforts around storytelling?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the the golden rule of if you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, definitely holds true here. Um, you absolutely need a content roadmap or calendar of some kind for the organization. If you don't have one today, I would say start off very slowly. Commit to creating two blog posts a month. Do them every two weeks. And before you get started with that calendar, Create six to eight of them just to have in the can to get you started. That way, while you are creating this cadence and this habit, the muscle memory of I'm going to post every two weeks, you've got a backlog of content that can keep you on that journey. So if you have a bad week, you've got a piece that you can just throw out there. And then grow that and challenge yourself more and more often. Again, content is going to be the biggest piece of what you do every day. It, it's not something to leave to an intern. It's not something at the, to leave as a second thought. Um, it really should be the dominating force of any marketing plan. Create many pieces to have that backlog and then start building on that. Once you've got a year where you've consistently been posting every two weeks, bump that up to every three weeks and then start incorporating video. You know, video does not need to come from a professional crew with with professional cameras. You've got all the power that you need right in your pocket. You've got your phone and your team, your staff, they have their phones. Start collecting that video when they're out out and about in the destination. Uh, Run contests in the area to get great uh, foot from, from locals or from people who are visiting the destination and start cutting that footage up into 10 to 30 second videos, use voiceover, use music to your advantage, make something inspiring and exciting because your audience is looking for that. And if you are able to create that backlog in the front half, that should keep you going consistently, even if you have a hiccup one week. And then you can also fill that log in with any kind of new initiatives that have popped up, maybe breaking stories or uh, new focuses for your organization. Um, So making sure that you've got the backlog and starting with that is what's going to help you to continue your cadence, whether it's every two weeks, every three weeks. I've seen, seen some DMOs that have committed to every two days which is impressive for for any organization. Uh, But find a flow that works for you and for your team and create
0: that consistent stream of content. Good stuff there, Sandy. Um, On that side, I think it's all really, really, really good advice. Repurposing it, crowdsourcing that content so you can get it at scale makes a lot of sense to me, right? Um, So yeah, all good advice. Uh, We'll provide some of the links that you you shared below, but I wanna thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing some of this. I was really excited to get you on and see you again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. You bet. And thanks for tuning in. If you're not subscribed, please do so now. We're also available on audio podcasts through Spotify and iTunes. So thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time. Have a great day.